Just a, a real timeless classic. And you know what? When I listen to that song, people always tell me, okay, people always tell me, and you can leave a comment letting me know if I'm just going a bit mad, but people always tell me that he's saying, whoop, whoop, open Gangnam style, right? Open uh, Gangnam, Gangnam style, that's the name of the song. But when I hear that song, I hear him saying, whoop, whoop, open condom style. I've, I've listened to that song so many times, and every time I hear him saying, open condom style, which, which makes you wonder, like, open condom style, what's, what does that even mean? Does that, you know, just mean that he's like opening up a condom to have some safe sex? Or uh, is he saying that like it's a condom that's been like ripped open while, while having sex? These, these are the things I wonder about. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this video is a bit of a departure from my normal biohacking and life hacking content. Actually, it's quite a bit of a departure, as you'll see. It's about this, which is the abortion pill. That's right. As you can see, it's a little bit, little bit larger tablet, and the abortion pill is 98% effective at inducing an abortion within the first eight weeks of pregnancy. And I have not, nor do I anticipate needing to use this for an abortion. And you also might be saying, hey, you're, you're a dude. Why are you doing a video about women's health? Well, as you can see very, very clearly, I have really, really great hair. Here, take, take, take a second look at it. Really, really healthy, healthy hair on this guy. Right? Right? Let me know. Let me know in the comments. Just, ki just kidding. You, you don't need to praise me any further. I have mirrors. I, I know, what, I know how, how great my hair looks. And, you know, uh, really full, good-looking hair on a guy is a conspicuous sign of fertility. It's kind of like how peacocks, how the male peacocks, that uh, as a sign of genetic fitness, they have these uh, big, beautiful feathers, right? So, you know, uh, contraceptives and uh, even abortifacients, these are things within my domain of concerns. Well, not, not in the middle of my domain of concerns, but, you know, around the periphery of my domain of concerns. And it's, it's also kind of related to some other uh, sex and contraceptive biohacks that I've discussed that I think are part of an overall limitless lifestyle. So that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about the abortion pill today. And interestingly, it's also consistent with, my, with the moral philosophy that I subscribe to. I'll explain why later. First, I want to discuss the science that's been done on methipristone, which is the uh, 
the drug name of the abortion pill here. So over 100 clinical trials have been done in the past 10 years on this. And as far as drugs go, 100 clinical trials, that's a, that's a pretty significant chunk of research. A clinical trial was conducted in 2017, which totaled 744 Chinese women. So that's, wow, that's really a statistically significant number of study participants. Occasionally, sometimes you'll see these studies that will have some sort of like really counterintuitive, unexpected finding. But then if you go and look at the number of patients, it'll be something like 20 patients studied. And uh, you always want to be above 50 patients for uh, statistical, uh, relevant statistical accumulation of data points that can be analyzed uh, for or against a given hypothesis. To quote the Chinese study, low-dose mefipristone combined with self-administered mesopristol for ultra-early pregnancy termination was as effective and safe as hospital administration with greater acceptability and lower cost to the women. And I, I thought it was a little bit funny that the study on this noted that 87% of the Chinese women were very satisfied with their abortion experience at the hospital. And I was like, wow, 87% were very satisfied. Like those, those Chinese doctors are really knocking it out of, the, out of the park over there. I would say that I'm not very satisfied with, with any experience about 87% of the time. So like, well, not, not bad guys. Okay, <laughs> I wanna mention the uh, mechanism of action. So mefipristone, which is this, uh, it blocks the progesterone uh, from you know going there and nourishing the uh, fetus, uh, the embryo as it develops, which is you know really really important part of having a, a pregnancy that is uh, successful at all, especially within that first trimester. And actually, I could, I do not think that I could have a uh, abortion with with just this if I wanted to. It requires a second drug. It requires a cofactor called mesoprostol that you have to take afterwards. And the second drug uh, causes the contraction of the fetus. And as I mentioned, uh, the abortion pill, it works up to eight, it works within the first eight weeks of pregnancy. Some places they said uh, 10 weeks, but uh, I think I saw eight weeks more places than that. And I'll actually, we're going to come back to that eight week number. It's, uh, it's, it's significant. Okay. I want to talk about the cost because that's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a factor, isn't it? And it is usually used along with 14 tablets of the other drug, mesoprostol. And uh, that package on MedSide costs 120 euros. So that's, that's, a little bit, that's a little bit expensive. But, you know, you gotta put it in perspective. You think uh, it's a whole lot less expensive than a uh, surgical abortion, at least if you're living in the United States, I think those on average cost like $900 uh, and then they can go up from there. And if there's complications, then it can get 
really pricey and uh, 120 euros is certainly a whole lot less expensive than having a child that you need to support for the next 18 years and you know the way things are going with millennials it seems like nowadays you have a child you're going to end up supporting them till they're you know about 35 years old or something get your shit together millennials okay um so uh this is not really a a day after type pill if that if that's what you're looking for if you have a an oops um and you think you may have gotten pregnant you know there's other things that you're going to want to look at which I'll actually talk about a little bit later in this video you would only want to use this this if you knew that you were like definitely pregnant and you definitely did not want to be a parent because the uh, side effects on this one are pretty rough. This is one of these drugs that makes me glad that I was not born a woman and don't ever have to worry about these sorts of things. Uh, apparently there's quite a bit of bleeding and cramping that can go on for a number of weeks after it. So if you're if you're thinking about reading this using this, you definitely want to read up on what other women's experiences are with it uh, so you can get an idea of the side effects that you might expect. And then, you know, there's things that you're going to want to do to uh, prepare your body. But ultimately, it's a whole lot better option than a surgical abortion, which is a uh, extremely invasive uh, debatably the most invasive uh, surgical operation that you can get and uh, surgical abortions they have uh, they're noted for having all these different types of negative side effects there's uh, really there's a, a prevalence of uh, psychological psychological issues afterwards there's this uh, debatable connection to uh, breast cancer you you really want to avoid a surgical abortion at most biohacking gurus and uh, sexperts would not touch with a 10-foot pole the subject of the ethics of abortion. It is just such a radioactive, high-valence subject that a lot of people shy away from it. But perhaps out of uh, intellectual recklessness, I, I'm going to try to make an argument about it that you may not have heard before. So you may be watching this video with kind of a, a growing ethical discomfort at the idea of aborting a pregnancy, a, a life perhaps. And the truth is that for the longest time I was a uh, pro-lifer. But upon a more uh, robust philosophical examination of this issue and looking at the science and the anatomy a little bit more I've realized that it's really a false dichotomy that you have to be in one of these strident, militant, pro-choice or pro-life camps that, that seem to hate each other so much. I think there's, there's a bombing that occurred once upon a time even. Uh, there's actually a third path. There's a, there's a middle path on this issue, which is actually a whole lot more rational and scientific approach that allows us to totally respect uh, women's rights and uh, you know women's bodies, their right to choose, but also to completely respect human life. So I believe in women's rights and I also believe in the rights of the unborn human, 
but I do not believe in embryonic rights. In pregnancy, around that, around that eight-week mark, this, this amorphous uh, group of cells is, start to, is starting to really come together, and it's starting to express features that are distinctly human, which are things like heartbeat, uh, brain waves, distinct internal organs, eyes, fingers, and DNA that is distinct from its mother. It really, around that eight-week mark, it really has all of the attributes that we would use to define a human being. So the most ethical public policy, if we're going to make uh, rules and laws and things that uh, affect every single person in a in a given country or whatever, the most ethical policy would be to give women, would be to give uh, expecting parents eight weeks to make their decision about whether they wanted to have a child or not. And then after eight weeks, recognize that what is gestating inside a woman at that point is a human being and should be treated as such. And this approach accounts for all of the classic pro-choice arguments that I'm aware of, that I've heard. Maybe there's others that I haven't heard and you can leave them in the comments for me, but it accounts for all of those arguments and it is also uh, morally, ethically consistent with using the abortion pill or using the natural alternative birth control contraceptive strategies that I recommend. Let's talk about alternative birth control methods and strategies. So the mainstream birth control methods, let's be honest, they really suck, don't they? None of them are great. First of all, there's there's condoms, which really, really don't feel great. Even, even if you get a good kind and you use a horny goat weed and ashwagandha like I do to enhance the sensation some, eh, it, it just doesn't feel the same, does it? And if you don't want to use condoms, then there's the, the pull-out method. Also referred to in hip-hop parlance as skeet-skeet, for those of you who aren't quite as hip-hop as I am. And I, I think we're, we, we're all familiar with the pull-out method. And then there is hormonal birth control, which is this little pill that the woman has to take every single day at the same time. And if she misses just a day, if she's a little bit off, if she's not 100% disciplined with that regimen, then she might get pregnant anyways. And the hormonal birth control, you, you should really look it up. It has these really, really terrible uh, negative side effects, like really does some ghastly things to your biology and psychology, especially over, over time. So I don't recommend that, ladies. Luckily, there's some alternative methods that I think are a really huge improvement on this. And the first I want to talk about is what's called the natural rhythm method. And if, if I ever, you know, give up on being a biohacker and I decide to be an R&B singer instead, that's going to be my, my R&B singer name, Jonathan Natural Rhythm Method Roseland. Very catchy. Right. Uh, actually, what this is, <laughs> this is where the woman keeps track of her uh, cycle 
and estimates what her high fertility times of the month are using a uh, calendar, using uh, some smartphone apps that you can get on your, your phone that are pretty cool, or using this device that kind of looks like a uh, flying saucer. And uh, it will estimate pretty accurately what days she's most likely to get pregnant. And according to some studies, this is 95% effective, which is, that's, that's pretty good. You know, condoms, condoms and the birth control pill are, you know, depending upon the study, depending upon how uh, disciplined your usage is of them, it's, it's about on parity with that. Uh, however, according to some other studies, it's only down at around like 80 to 87% of the time effective, which that is really not great if you're, if you're trying to prevent pregnancy. And the uh, difference apparently is here that um, if you just avoid, you know, uh, condomless sex on the high fertility days, on your highest fertility days, what can happen is the sperm can survive in the woman's body down there for uh, in between anywhere from seven, maybe as much as 10 days. And so if you really want to get into uh, that range where this method is gonna work like 95% of the time, what you actually need to do is abstain from uh, sex, at least you know, sex where you're not using a condom for uh, about seven to 10 days surrounding that high fertility period. And uh, let's see, I'm gonna quote from a study here. Uh, 2016 meta-analysis, a real recent meta-analysis about the standard days method, which is what they're uh, calling the natural rhythm method, the, the name I prefer. Quote, claims made uh, for SDM effectiveness appear to rely on a single efficacy study where correct use of SDM was defined as total abstinence from intercourse in the cycle days eight through 19. It may therefore be misleading to apply a 95% effectiveness figure from the study to SDM as promoted, where abstinence is not required. Moreover, typical use effectiveness figures cited as 88% are based upon an unrepresentative sample. So uh, the natural rhythm method, it's a pretty good idea. It's worthwhile to download the app. That's probably what most women will use and keep track of that but I think you should also use it in combination with herbal birth control. And there's a couple of quite affordable uh, herbs that they're not drugs, they're just herbs. You can get them at either uh, a well-stocked drugstore or you can just order them online. I'll link to them below this video. And they have a contraceptive effect. Some of these are like uh, Queen Anne's Lace neem oil and uh, apricot seeds that contain laetrile. And I'll encourage you to look these up and read some of the reviews, read what the women who use them are saying about them, and they seem to be very satisfied with them. And uh, I, re I researched this quite a bit because I did another article specifically on this topic going a little bit deeper on it. And interestingly, I did not find 
kind of scouring the internet, I did not find any reports of these herbal birth control methods not working, which is what you would really, really expect that. If they didn't work for someone, you'd really expect them to share that all around the place. Like you can just imagine, like let's say you had, uh, let's say you're a guy and you, uh, you know, you went to ladies night and you picked up, a, you picked up Jill, uh, Jill with a Y, you know, Jills with Ys are a little bit crazier than the normal Jills. You picked up a Jill from ladies night at, at Sky Bar and then you went home and slept with her and you used a brand X condoms and then you ended up getting Jill pregnant and she had a child and you had to pay her. She, she dragged your life through hell for the next 18 years and drained your bank account, right? If that happened to you, you are going to be the ultimate walking, talking, anti-advertisement for brand X condoms, right? Because it didn't work in such a crucial need, you're gonna be telling everyone about them. And in the case of the herbal birth control methods, I didn't, I didn't find that. So that's notable, uh, that's, that's, that's quite a good sign. Enjoy sex, enjoy life. And then uh, there's also something that men are going to be interested in, which is tantric semen retention. Yes, have I have I caught your attention? Are your are your ears perking up at this point? And this is something that comes out of the uh, practice of Taoism. And this is kind of like these were kind of like the original biohackers and they're also kind of like uh they're kind of like jedis minus the minus the lightsabers and minus the celibacy these guys were having uh quite a bit of sex and figuring out some interesting things and kind of how this works in short is the guy does uh, a kegel exercise while doing uh, a special breathing pattern while having sex and this is actually quite good at preventing ejaculation and if you can you know stave off really or completely prevent ejaculation then that's going to be a quite effective birth control method isn't it and i've i've done this myself i i'm quite satisfied i'm quite happy with the the results thus far it, it actually entails what you have to do is you have to do some uh, masturbation alone while you're doing a meditative breathing practice and you have to do that for about 20 sessions to kind of start to uh, teach your body to do some things that you probably didn't know it could do and uh, frustratingly frustratingly as far as these uh, alternative birth control methods that i'm talking about here none of them have really great science that has been done on them what they have is they have a real abundance of uh, anecdotal data 
out there of people that have used them that, for years or used them effectively in their relationships. And then also these uh, medicinal traditions that they come out of that date back sometimes like thousands of years. And this is like frustrating to me because sex and contraceptive are really basic human functions and needs, right? And it's frustrating to me that science is not devoting the resources and attention to doing like some really good, like, a, you know, large scale, statistically significant groups of people using these uh, methods to uh, demonstrate their efficacy in a, uh, a laboratory, a sexy laboratory environment. Um, I did a bit more detailed podcast on this topic, and one of the things that I was thinking about with it was that since time immemorial, uh, women working in the world's oldest profession have been having sex for money, right? And they've had a significant incentive to not get pregnant. And so you've had this, you know, tradition of uh, courtesans and prostitutes and, uh, you know, over many, many, many millennia, uh, women have had to figure out, not because of something dogmatic, but just because of this really pragmatic need of not becoming uh, pregnant, women have needed to figure out effective uh, herbal contraceptives. So that's why I perhaps recommend these a little bit higher, even though the scientific evidence on them is, is kind of scant, uh, even compared with something like the abortion pill. Since I'm a philosophical biohacker, I'll end this video by doing a little bit of moralizing. So if you're really uh, paranoid about pregnancy, then that's a pretty good sign that you're sleeping with someone that you shouldn't be. So if you're, uh, let's say you're having sex with some, you know, bad girl that you, uh, stu are, you know, stumbling out of a nightclub at 4 a.m. to, you know, to, uh, you know, collapse on each other, in and in a, have a, an awkward seven and a half minutes in a in a, a, a boozy bedroom somewhere, and you know she's a real she's a real bad girl, in in every sense of the word. Then that's you know that's someone that you should be paranoid having sex with because if she gets pregnant, then she's likely going to be that stereotypical crazed baby's mama that's going to uh, terrorize your sanity and drain your wallet for the next 18 years. Or let's say, you know, you're having sex with a guy who's a real bad boy. He's like in a band and he drives a motorcycle and he get in, gets in fights and smells like whiskey. You know, that real, that real bad boy got that, that leather jacket going on, but he has that, you know, that sex appeal because you can't, you can't bring them home and introduce them to your, your parents. If that's the guy you're having sex with, and you know, if you get pregnant, he is liable to hit the road. And you know, he's going to, you know, every once in a while, sporadically, a child support check is gonna show up and you know, maybe he'll show up uh, you know, drunk on the kid's birthday, you know, from time to time. But other than that, he's gonna, you know, end up being like a pretty terrible father. So if you're having sex with people that aren't virtuous, then 
you're, you, you should be paranoid. But if you're sleeping with people who have redeeming moral qualities that are outside, beyond, and above just their, uh, just the visceral attraction to them that you have, if they are people that have, uh, you know, good personality qualities other than simply being, uh, you know, social and funny and having a good sense of humor and being uh, agreeable, it, there's there's enough people in the world. Sometimes you may feel like, you know, there's there's no one out there for you, but trust me, there are over seven seven billion people in the world. There's enough virtuous people in the world that that you can find one to have sex with. And if you're having sex with a person that you've done a little bit of due diligence uh, on them, that you've you know maybe had a, a real conversation with them before, and you've gone a little bit deeper with them, and you know gotten a real a real glimpse of their character outside of you know what they're you know just trying to portray so that they can sleep with you, if you've if you paid a little bit of attention and you know maybe practiced a little bit of patience and determined that you're sleeping with a person who's virtuous and of good character, you're, you're not going to be so paranoid because you're going to know that they're going to be a good parent to your child and a good long-term partner. So I would say, you know, don't rely on any one of these methods alone that I've discussed here in this video. I would suggest that you use all of them in combination and that those you know effectiveness uh, percentage points that each one of those has adds up to being quite quite effective and I'd say that you can you know pretty safely enjoy a wet and wild sex life with a virtuous partner without fear of an unplanned pregnancy and you won't really need things like the abortion pill but it's kind of nice to know that it exists, doesn't it? Anyways, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. Like I said, usually my content is on, you know, uh, it's on different, different types of biohacking, life hacking type talk topics. Uh, subscribe if you liked this video. And as always, I look forward to a continued conversation with you.